and welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Director of Operations here at the Smart Center and the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. With me, as usual, is Deloy Cole. I didn't look at you that time, Deloy. I knew who I was. I know. Do you know who you are? Um, some days. <laughs> oh, well, that's we know who you are. Everyone tells me. <laughs> you're you're an important part of the podcast. And Breck Nelson is joining us today. Welcome back, Breck. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Good to be here. And our special guest today, Steve Smith. Steve Smith is, I'm going to get your title right, President and CEO of Entertech Global. Yes. All yep. right. Thank you, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Now, are you a native of Greenville? Kind of. Uh, we moved here in 1968. I was going into third grade, so I've been here a few years. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's yeah. About as close as you can get. Would that be considered a townie then or no? I'm, I'm new to Greenville. Mm. I don't know how that right. What? I think you'd be a townie but not a native. Okay. Would that be yeah, there right? There we go. That's okay. a, yeah, that's a good balance. Okay. I think so. Okay. I think yeah. so. Either way, you did go through the school system in Greenville. I did, yep. Again, from third grade on. Yeah, and then on into Greenville College. Right? Actually, went to Kaskaskia first. Okay. Um, and uh, went to Kaskaskia from 78 to 80. Got my two-year degree in, in uh, basically, you know, mechanical technology or HVAC program. Yeah. Which kind of led me to where I am today. Uh, then uh, working as a private contractor at Greenville College, like the dining commons. Yeah. Um, I noticed it hasn't burned down yet. I did all the electrical there. <laughs> well, um, I did all the refrigeration, HVAC, and electrical at the dining commons when it was built wow. in 81, 82. Started taking classes again at Greenville. Okay. Um, but then uh, family, finances, and everything else. I got back to college in, in 96 in the uh, gold program and oh, graduated nice. in 98. Wow. All right. Yeah. Good deal. So it all it all came together. It took me a long time, but I got there. Well, got there. you know, that's that's not too uncommon for finding out. So that's yeah. You know, and and I put a plug in for the gold program. I mean, what a it was it was great for an adult that, you know, still needed to work and wanted to complete their degree. So yeah. I ended up with a my my two year degree was in, you know, mechanical, but my my uh you know final was, you know, with a was more in the organizational leadership or business side of it. So yeah. uh, kind of a mixed mixed yeah. bag, and I'm glad to have them all. Yeah, that's great because yeah. they go together so well. They do. Which Now, when did you start your own business? Who were you working for when you did that? Were you already working for yourself? No. Uh, well, uh, at the college, uh, I was actually running uh, my soon-to-be father-in-law's hog farm. Oh, okay. So I was a uh, kind of a farm boy and doing that, going to Kaskaskia. Okay. Once I graduated, I worked for uh, Jeff Hampton, Hampton Heating and uh, Cooling here in town. Okay. And then um, just kind of migrated out on my own and doing contracting work. And the college heard that I knew a little something about heating and air and refrigeration. And then they found out I knew something about electrical, right? At least I thought I did. And uh, uh, it was it was a great experience. And, and it was a lot of fun working at the college and watching that dining commons be built. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, yeah, like you said, it hasn't burned down. It's still... Yeah. I, I, I can't <laughs> stop saying, you know, who knows? This year, you shouldn't say comments exactly, like you know, that. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. So that led you to, okay, so you, you were doing all that. You got your degrees. And then you, you started this business uh, in, the, in the 90s, right? In the yeah, mid- in 1996, we started Intertech. We started as a distributor, and um, we were a distributor of geothermal heating, cooling systems, accessories, things that went with it. Um, we, we were pretty successful here in Illinois, really throughout the Midwest. Hmm. And uh, I can remember... 
I remember exactly what year. I would say 98, maybe 1998. We've been going a couple of years. And I'm on the phone with Karen. And I'm I'm heading out of Iowa and crossing into the Minnesota line. And I saw the, the sign that said, the people of Minnesota welcome you. And I said, hon, I said, I think I've gone too far. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, if you were... we're uh, you know, we're, we're covering a big area geographically. So yeah. we've, uh, you know, we've grown from being a distributor to being what we call a private label. Manu- we're not a manufacturer, but we have our own private label. Okay. That's our GeoComfort brand. And we had it made for us. And then in 2007, we bought a manufacturing plant in Mitchell, South Dakota right. with the brand Hydron Module. And so the two brands, Hydron Module and GeoComfort, were produced out of there or are, are produced out of there, we grew from 20,000 square feet to 80,000. Wow. Um, and then brought on a third line called Tetco, Thermal Energy wow. Transfer Corporation. So we've got three brands that we manufacture and sell through North America, the Caribbean, um, Spotty in Central America, a little bit. I mean, we've touched into the Columbia um, and things like that. So we've, we've, uh, We've you expanded, exploded. Now, what do you credit with that? That that's uh, uh, th- that came from you know just you and, and your wife, right? To just this explosion in in, in business. Or? Yeah, a lot of good employees. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, did you? How many did you start off with? Uh, well, it was we we uh, we actually with our marketing uh, talked back about at our dining room table. That's where we started. Okay. We lived out on Greenville Lake here. Yeah. Um, Ranch style home and, and the dining room table was my office. And then we moved to, um, South Elm Street, which is now Custom Ranches. That was okay. our building from 96 to 2001. And in 2001, we built out, um, out on the interstate at the very end of Elm yeah. Street. Wow. So, and yeah, there we've got, uh, probably 40,000 square feet under okay. roof there. So from 2001 to, to 2007, you grew, but it sounds like you really grew. After 2007. Correct. Oh, right. Yeah, Breck, we would have, yeah. I'm remembering 2008, 2009, when everything kind of went. That, uh, we, we were behind that uh, unfortunate curve, the okay. wrong curve. Um, we actually fell back in about 2012 and 13. So okay. we, things are in the pipeline longer with our system. Right. So we're slower to react either way. But. Yeah, Lane, your question really was how many employees. We started with just Karen and I. We grew to, you know, three, four, five. By the time we bought the plant in South Dakota, we were about at about 15 here in Greenville, 15 okay. people. And they had 17. Okay. So 32 total. We're now at about 130 to 135 total between wow. Greenville, uh, Mitchell, South Dakota, and our sales team, you know, you know, from Canada down to Florida. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's great growth and positive and, growth. And you got the attention of another company, correct? I mean, correct. We did. Um, we were uh, actually approached early on, around two thousand nine, if we were interested in selling our company, and we really, really weren't. Right. Um, and you know, they kept kind of kept in contact with us, and finally in two thousand eleven, Karen and I went over to to Sweden. Uh, the company is Niba, N-I-B-E. They're a publicly traded company on the Stockholm Exchange. They manufacture geothermal systems over there in Europe. Pretty good sized company. We decided to let them come in, buy in at a minority share. Okay. And then they actually bought us out completely in 2014. But they leave us alone. They are a very good company. 
and they have left us. We were a family-owned and operated company. Now we're able to operate in family style. We still operate like a family, yeah. and and they're they're great. They we have four board meetings a year, and they just say, you know what to do. You and you and your employees, you know, run the company. There's never, no oversight. You never hear about that. You don't from anywhere no. else. You would think that a another you know a foreign company comes in, buys a business, either Management's closes it out, down, takes yeah. it out, new there. management in, everything yeah. changes. But no, they yeah. kept you guys, yeah. and you're doing something right. We we enjoy it. Yeah, uh, but I, I do mean it. Our employees are fantastic. Yeah. So you know, I always say that we arguably build the best product in the business. But what's not arguable, and I don't mean this arrogantly, we have the best employees. Yeah. Here in Greenville, at Mitchell, our sales team, uh, we're very fortunate. Well, yeah. Uh, see, could you explain a little bit about your product, the, the, the right. geothermal, just for people listening who may not sure. understand? Um, uh, geothermal heating cooling is really a simple process. People think it's very complex, but it's somewhat simple. We're When people think geothermal, they're thinking what we call hot rocks, 200 and 12 degrees plus, you know, above boiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you see in Idaho, Nevada, and generate power off of, off that steam or uh, Old Faithful, yeah. you know, in Yellowstone. Um, we're low temperature geothermal. So we work with the 55 degree, 56 degree ground right here around Greenville. And the machines we build, which we design, all our psychometric labs, everything is right here in Greenville where we do all the testing on that equipment and its performance, we take the temperature from 56 degrees in the winter Mm -hmm. and we lift that temperature by way of refrigeration into the home at 100, 110 degrees. So everybody thinks that, you know, how do you get it from 56 to to 100, you know, 100 degrees or whatever. And I call it a magic box, even though it's not really. (laughs) Um, But then the same thing for cooling. Right today, well, today's a little bit cooler, but, you know, still, your home, when you're running the cooling system, you're uh, taking heat out of the home, and you're dumping it outside. Most people think, I'm making cold, but I don't make cold, I remove heat. Yeah. So that heat, that's why that air conditioner outside is hot, hot air blowing from it, but it's trying to blow heat into hot air. We're taking the heat from the home, just like an air conditioner does, except we're putting it in cool water. And it does it so effortlessly. And then we go back and get that heat in the wintertime. It's kind of like stored. We come back and get it. It's truly renewable. It's amazing. And it really does cut down utility bills, right? Oh, yeah. Some people say that. I've heard if you have solar and geothermal that your your bills could be almost zero. Or in some cases, aren't there – isn't there a way when they – the like the electricity can go back to the it, it can now that yeah. that would be very well done mm-hmm. but i can say that you can get to down to about 25% of your power bill or 10, 10 to 25% and um yeah because i mean i started promoting geothermal systems in the in this region i worked at southwestern electric from 83 to 87 mm-hmm. and you know that's what got me into geothermal back then and the co-ops promote it and, and power companies promote mm-hmm. the geothermal systems because it keeps people in the all-electric home, and um, it's a good load factor for the for the utility. It it lowers the summer peak demand and increases that that valley of you know away from gas heat in the wintertime. So it's a win-win for the utility company as well. Yeah, is it um, is it a hard thing to put into? I, I would I would think it'd be easier if it's a new home and you put it in at the beginning when you're building the home. 
Is it hard to put into a home that's already been operating the traditional way? The easy answer is no, it's not difficult, okay. but it can be. So we, we are always honest with people and our contractors, we believe always are. And sometimes say, say that, um, out, you know, if a hundred retrofit homes, you looked at them, 80 to 90% would be a candidate for geothermal. Okay. 10 to 20, maybe or not because of constraints, sizing, other issues, we may say geothermal isn't the best for you. And you, and you have to do that. I mean, that's, yeah. you, you want the best for people that when they put in our system, all we want to do is brag about it. Right. Yeah. We, we want sense. to be happy and, and enjoy it. There's plenty of work to do out there. We're not, we're, we've got a long way I, I, to go to, yeah, to saturate. Obviously, you guys aren't worried about having the business. And I mean, because you're doing so well that you know that you're doing something right. So. It, it is going pretty yeah. well, yes. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, we did hit, hit that lull when, when things fell off in you know, nine, 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. We didn't feel it for about two years. So it, it, well, it, it caught us for about a year or two, but we, we built back out of it. So we're having, we're having record years. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Uh, how, how are you doing now? We were just talking about this off, off the uh, camera, I guess, or off uh, mic. Um, how has COVID affected your business? If we were to talk to in April, um, I would have a completely different answer, but honestly, it's our business is great. Uh-huh. So we, we had a, we had a, Big drop off in April when everything kind of shut down in the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody, you know, nobody wanted anybody in their house or right. anything like that. But we have got so many projects, residential, commercial. We, we've got sub, I shouldn't say subdivisions, developments, um, throughout, uh, Texas, Atlanta. I'm heading for, to Atlanta tomorrow. We're doing two, two large developments down there that we're getting our product into. It's, you know, a thousand homes up to 7,500 homes. Wow. Are going all geothermal, um, military bases in Hawaii. We're shipping containers. I, I think I, I don't. I hope I'm accurate, but you know, I think about two or three containers a month to Hawaii. Um, we've just got numerous projects going on that we're very fortunate to have. Wow, that's fantastic! Now, when you go down to out to Atlanta, do you work with local installers? Do you bring? Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the local set. installers, um, distributors, installers, and the actual the developers. Oh, wow. So it's a it's a really a great partnership. So that's great. It yeah. is. I would say probably back in April, people like you said didn't want people in their house, but they were probably also they didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, so it was kind of a shock. And you're not, you're not for comfortable with yeah somebody you don't stunt. know coming in and oh, trying sure. to figure things out. And also, uh, Breck, with to kind of follow up on your question as well as, you know, how does the system work and all that? One thing I want to point out that with a geothermal system, there is nothing outdoors. Oh. Everything is indoors. That loop is buried in the ground and you don't see it. That's why we're the best kept secret. With solar, you got all the panels and well, says, hey, that's that's a, that home's got solar. Nobody knows we have geothermal because no. there's nothing to see. And you guys have, I know when we've been to your facility, you have the diagrams that pretty much explain it all. But it just depends on, on the property that you have, right, is where you go more of a horizontal Horizontal loop or vertical loop mm-hmm. or pond loop, a lake right. loop or pond loop. Yeah, I've heard that too because we have a pond and you could put it basically at the bottom of the pond. Mm-hmm. Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, it works very well. Oh. We, we built a home several years ago and we had we ended up drilling, I think, six wells. And um, But our utility bills in the summer were like $75. And it was a 4,200-square-foot wow. home with a lot of glass. And yeah, we loved it. most people won't believe what their actual heating cooling cost yeah. is. It's I mean, it's almost like a dollar a day. 
to heat and cool a 2,000 square foot home or 2,500 square foot home. Oh, we, we Now we don't have it and I, we get the bills and I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, so we are Brett, we'll, the we'll, talk, we'll talk after yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have a lawn though. This sales gap is always you. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, maybe you two could work together and while you're you're buying buildings, you can yeah, make yeah. the whole town. There you go. I don't know what you can do for an old fire station, but we get it. Yeah, anyway, so. <laughs> We've done fire stations. Oh, there you uh, go. Well, see? Yeah. But, there, there, you know, there are just numerous applications. It's not just residential. Um, you know, com- we, all kinds of commercial, industrial, institutional, it, it doesn't have boundaries. Has there ever been, what's the, like, the strangest situation, job, or maybe most complicated when it came to that, that you were like, we, we, we did it? Is there one um, that stands out? Is like. No, probably. Probably the one that it's may not maybe not that strange, uh-huh. but it was a um, it was a horse farm, you know, uh-huh. high end horse farm, and the stalls, and they wanted us to heat it radiantly, and yet there's no oh. real concrete floors in a lot of areas, so you're trying to figure it out through the dirt and everything else is like, you know, that's that's not you know heat the dirt really doesn't transfer heat that well. Right. I mean, it does. That's what we work off of, uh-huh. but um, you know, we're working you know deeper into the saturated, but we've. We've dug, you know, dog kennels, uh, horse farms. We've done, oh, well, we do a lot of grow houses. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I guess that so would grow be Grow houses because of the, of, the, of the accuracy of humidity control and temperature control is very, mm. you know, is very required uh, there so we can meet all those needs. That's a whole new field it is. for you guys. It is. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You know, one, I mean, interrupt, but no. one thought that's raising through my head here is that back to the COVID for a moment. Um, I've talked with a lot of other business owners who are having supply chain issues, like yeah. stuff that's been ordered that just isn't coming and affects their production and shuts down production lines. Have you experienced any of that? It's a good or? question. Um, we actually ran into speed bumps, but not blocks, uh, roadblocks, uh, just speed bumps. Emerson, who makes the compressors, Copeland compressors, they are made in Lebanon, uh, Missouri down here, okay. and they're also in Juarez or Juarez area of Mexico. Okay. And the Mexico plant shut down because of COVID. Oh, and wow. But then they were able to get it back up and going again sooner than later, and it was a scare, and that's the main component we have. You know, I mean, that is wow. the heart of the system of our, of our, of our equipment. So we have had v- some speed bumps, but no roadblocks. Oh, fortunate. Yeah, that's, that's very fortunate. I think, um, you know, I've talked with other people in the construction and the home improvement industry and everything. And this is really a sense of home improvement too. I mean, you're really yes, doing yeah. something great for your home when you can, you can take your bills down and everything. I think with people being in their homes, that's probably made them think a little bit more what can we do better it, it has because um and i also want to point out on, on components real quick too is we we make a uh i mean an effort in purchasing every day to buy in the u.s as much as possible mm-hmm. like i said you know the copeland some of the compressors come from mexico we can't control that but everything we can control we buy in the u.s we do as much as possible u.s made components even though we're not a hundred percent we we do our best there so you know we we you know we we do try but uh anyway yes on on home improvement what people don't realize or think about I'm sure they realize it but um you know you're in your home how many hours a day well, you know a lot more you, now yeah yeah <laughs> that's true yeah uh, uh yeah on, on that one but on typical even if we're uh, do our old normal right. um you know you're in your home a hundred hours 
a year or, or a week, you know, um, uh, you know, 90 to 100, whatever that yeah. is, you're in that. Wouldn't you want to be the most comfortable you can be mm-hmm. while you're in there because you're there so many hours? So the last thing people really want to buy or have to spend money on is heating and cooling. It's so boring, right? I mean, it's like that's no wow factor there. But if you think about it, if I can be the most comfortable in the, in the, you know, in, in the summer or in the winter, it's a, it makes a very good, you know, it's a, a very good product to, because we are, we have very, um, uh, we have very good air quality. Mm-hmm. We don't burn any fossil fuels. We don't have any of that. So people with allergies love geothermal systems because oh, yeah. it helps that situation. Doesn't mm-hmm. alleviate it, but it doesn't aggravate it. It, it pulls away aggravation I, on, on, uh, you know, asthmas and allergies and, you know, another side benefit. Yeah. I so, didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and and they're also thinking, hey, we've decided we're going to stay in our home. We're going to invest money, and um, geothermal is almost always a very good investment. I mean, yeah. you know, especially around here, our loop installation costs are some of the best in the country right here in southern Illinois. So it's very economical. So, is there one region or well, one region, one area that uh, geothermal works better for? Like, I think the area that we're in, maybe like the Goldilocks zone. Um. The, the the broad answer is no. It really doesn't matter where you're okay. at. But here along I seventy, for example, um, we get to take the heat out at the summertime and put it in the ground and come back and get it in the wintertime. So it's a good balance. And the heating and cooling loads are very balanced in new construction nowadays. However, in Fairbanks, Alaska, we do a lot of homes up there. We do a, a free to lay distribution center. Wow. Uh, we're down in Grand Cayman where we do tons of projects down there, commercial and residential developments, that's 100% cooling. They wow. don't know what heating is. No, you know? they don't and, need yeah. it. <laughs> and and in, in Alaska, we're in actually in the permafrost. We're grabbing heat from the permafrost. So it really is a really neat product that serves everywhere. So it doesn't really matter if, if we're in Alaska or Florida. Now, if I could take the ground temperature and trade them, mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. But since we can't, that's why we're in business. Oh, well, there because you go. we got the machine that converts exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so well. the question I'm thinking is, is, is vast as your product is and being the distribution of it, why Greenville yeah. in Illinois? Why, why keep your business here? Um, because where we started, um, being honest, when I was 18, this town was going to be in my rearview mirror faster than you can imagine. We hear that a lot. When I got that high school diploma. Uh-huh. So here we are today with our kids are, uh, you know, grown and adults are working in the company and our grandchildren are here. So we, we started here and um, it's, it's, Greenville's great. I mean, you, you know, the crime, there's no crime. It's rural. And really today, that means more than anything oh, is sure. that we're socially distanced every day. Nothing new to us, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, all of, all of the, you know, my friends and partners from around the, the country, you know, always kind of rib me a little bit about being from, you know, small town. And yeah. I'm like, pretty nice right now, isn't it? Yeah. You guys are stuck in your apartments and we're out here on the acreage. So, but so, you know, Greenville is a good location. We're right on I-70, good mm-hmm. distribution point. Um, so, um, we've, um, we do, we do everything but manufacture here and in Mitchell's where we do all the manufacturing. We've got all our sector, we've got our psychometric labs here, sound labs, model shops, all of our engineers, design teams, 
all that is here. Most people don't know really what we do out out there along the interstate in that building, but it is a lot of smart people building some really cool products. And uh, we're fortunate to have Greenville University students out there with us in the in the engineering, uh, running the sound labs, uh, working in the model shop, the psychometric labs. As I mentioned, the precision, our equipment has to be within 1% of what we say it is. Wow. We get tested um, through uh, through agencies that end up back at Energy Star, you know, DOE mm-hmm. and EPA. Um, there, there's links back there, not directly by them, but uh, we have to adhere to that. Sure. And so our everything about our product has to be within 1% when we send it out off that production line in Mitchell. And that is all done here. Wow. So you do have to have great employees and we knowledgeable do. employees. We and- do. Yeah, I, I'm always excited when I see that um, someone's graduated from Greenville University and, oh, I'm working for Intertech. Like, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, it, it is, and, and uh, really a smart group of young people. It's awesome. Yeah. Steve, I also know you're very entrepreneurial, obviously, but I saw an old picture, like an aerial photograph of your shop, and I thought I saw a bunch of boats or something out there. Oh. Yeah, there was, was a, there, there was a time when we had a boat shop here, Stream Power Sports, from, from 1998. Um, and we closed down in 2010. The, okay. When the economy really had a rough time, yeah. boats just weren't selling then. And it wasn't our core business, but it was a, a fun business. It was a good family business. Um, but it was just time to uh, close that chapter. So we, we uh, closed that down and Intertech took the, took the whole building. Well, so, okay. um, yeah. So it's we've, not, we've grown from that. And, that. and we, we yeah. also, um, you know, back inside the business, we, we kind of think, outside the box a lot of times we're actually we've started up a retail um side of our business we don't install directly but uh travis tunyas came on he worked with us at at intertech before as one of our sales team he came back on recently to handle retail sales so we're we're advertising locally to get him connected with consumers to tie them with a contractor to install to give them options, the best pricing and things like that. Um, we're working heavily with consumer awareness across the country, a consumer awareness campaign. We're, you know, so we've got a whole lot going on, yeah. not just engineering and it's, it's all the way through. It's, uh, it's a, a lot of, a lot of balls in the air at one time we're juggling. Yeah. I think that you, it sounds like you kind of like that though. Your life, your life. You like having a lot going on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's self-inflicted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You bring it on yourself. Yeah, it's self-inflicted, <laughs> yes. And and you guys have been really involved in the community as well. I think um, maybe one of the first times, uh, probably the first time I met your lovely wife was at the Simple Room, and you guys have been involved in that quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I got to Karen, Karen credit on that one. I think she's been involved with the board since about the time we started Intertech. Um, she was taking classes at Greenville and, uh, Dan Jensen, um, was one of her her professors and, um, he, uh, asked her to join the, I hope I'm right on this, that he asked her to join the the board back then. So I'll give Karen all the credit there. She's the, on the Smith family, she's the one who, who, uh, you know, is dedicated there. Oh yeah. Definitely a champion for that, uh, that. You know that that uh, what do we want to call it? Well, the ministry there. Ministry. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the way we look at it, to help one child. Oh, it's, just one child yeah. is worth it. And then if you can help numerous a year, uh, it's it's a great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's a great organization. It is a it very is good a, organization. We had um we had Blake in here recently on the podcast, oh, good. and so 
Yeah, I talked about that. But yeah, um, you know, we see and uh, hear about you guys, uh, your family doing a lot of great things in Greenville. And that's, uh, um, you know, that's pretty admirable. I don't know. Yeah, I know. you. Oh, thank gonna, you. But yeah, I'm saying know. thank you for everyone in Greenville well, for, for the things that you're you welcome. guys but, uh, yeah, We're just glad to, to be a part of it and um, give back, I guess, where we can. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's um, something. The more that you're in Greenville, the more you get to know the people. You see that that a lot, and um, you don't always see that everywhere. No. So that's a really nice, another it, nice thing about living in Greenville. It, yeah, yeah. So what's it like having the whole family work together? Well, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm sure um, Mallory. I'm sure Mallory. I'm sure yeah. Mallory and Kyle. Your daughter. You know, Mallory's right here in the room with us, so I got to be careful what I say because right. she she can hurl that phone at me. Um, but uh, you know, Kyle and Mallory. Kyle heads up our solar sales uh, division. Mm-hmm. Mallory heads up our marketing department. Um, it's not like they don't know the business they grew up with. It. They were stuck right. with it in the house when we started, so it wasn't like they could get away from it. Um, Karen did retire about four years ago and she's granny every day. So she's grandma every day. Uh, so she was involved in the company all the way up to that point, but you know, it was time to take care of family and let the kids take over. Yeah. I almost want to drag Mallory over here and, and ask her, what was she thinking going to work for? <laughs> <laughs> she still wonders that. That'll be the next interview. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think I'm, we're going to schedule one yeah, with Mallory and Kyle <laughs> get you guys in here. But yeah, I mean, you don't see that all the time either, especially in a, in a business that's, um, as, as big as yours has become, you don't always see the, the family stepping you, in. You, and, you don't. And it, um, um it, 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 it's there. To, I mean, Mallory enjoys that side of it, the mm-hmm. marketing side and, sure. and all that. And Kyle, you know, uh, really, you know, loves the sales side, but, you know, really embraced the solar. Um, you know, I, I kind of found myself, um, you know, in the past generation when, when the, when, Others wouldn't listen to what I thought were good ideas and, you know, I just dismissed. Mm-hmm. I kind of found myself doing that to the younger guys with some of the newer newer ideas and newer concepts. I'm like, I just couldn't figure out how it could work. And the solar finally, it just dawned on me one day, kind of like you said, when you mm-hmm. tie the solar with the geothermal and you don't have a power bill, that's pretty powerful yeah. to not have a power I talked to Kyle bill. about that. That's yeah. <laughs> and uh, he kept saying, Dad, we got to look at PV. I'm like, that's just... It goes well with us, but I don't see it being in our business. It's very much in our business. Yeah. And they tie together very well. We have heating, cooling contractors install geothermal and solar. Or sometimes we have guys just doing geothermal, other guys just doing solar, and they hook hook up in a network together and say, hey, you know, I'll send solar leads to you and geothermal leads to you. It works fantastic. Yeah. So solar has become 10% of our revenue business. Yeah, that's... that's In just two years from yeah. zero. Yeah. I think that's... It was about about a year and a half ago. I talked to Kyle about that. You had an event out at uh, your facility out Standing there. Standing room only. Yeah, we couldn't have that meeting today. I'll guarantee you that. That was a great time. Yeah, we'd have to be at the fairgrounds and spread apart. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a packed house. Yeah, all because of the solar. Yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, um, and your kids didn't want to see Greenville in the rearview mirror and no, drive away. No, apparently not. They, <laughs> they um, Ashley Mallory's living. Her and Eric are living in uh, 
uh, Karen's mom and dad's home place. Okay. Her mom and dad passed away, and, and uh, we kept the family farm. Mal and Eric live there. Kyle is north of town, so we're not too far away from not each too, other. No, nope. And, and you work together, and you probably vacation together. and uh, <laughs> Talk business together. Talk business yeah. together. Yeah. But it sounds like you all have your own different departments at work, so you don't have to really work together yeah. every day. So. But it, it it is neat, and and um, you know, just because you do need the different thought processes, you got mm-hmm. different generation. You know, as a baby yeah. boomer, I'm thinking different than a Gen Xer, than a millennial, than a Gen Y. Now, you know what what those generation, and you got to under you have to understand, you have to understand who your who your customer base is and who your buyer is. Sorry to say, but us baby boomers, we're getting close to the end of, not, of that buying cycle. That that's not going to be our buyer, and right. it was our it was our peak. It will become almost a skip from Gen Xers to Millennials. Will be the next, will be the next big buying group. That's true, and you're generation. open to those different generations. Yeah, providing and, and understanding what's important to them. Mm-hmm. A, a Gen, uh, or, I'm sorry, a baby boomer with geothermal systems was looking more at the economics. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need it to be economical, but I want it to be comfortable, and I want all those other benefits. Mm-hmm. More as a millennial will be, I want it to be renewable. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want to, you know, a, you know, I want to reduce carbon footprint or eliminate it, um, all those different reasons. And oh, by the way, it's economical. That's fantastic. Yeah. Whereas again, the, the baby boomers more that, Hey, it's great if it's, you know, lowers my f- footprint, but I'm worried more worried about the economics of it. Right. And again, it's, it's understanding those, those hot buttons. Yeah. Uh, and, but it, 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 it's not like we try to make it fit. It does fit. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm biased on geothermal systems because when I was working at Southwestern, all the people that, you know, I, I, educated on it and, and helped to understand it and decided to buy it every single one of them loved it and i'm like okay there's something to this i mean I've, this isn't you know this isn't just a you know you know a whim here yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's for real yeah and that was you know 35 years that's ago what I was gonna plus. Say, how long did that start yeah yeah that's yeah, pretty impressive and, and again the loop lasts forever yeah. The, our equipment will last about twenty years. Okay, maybe twenty five. Sometimes fifteen. Which if, equipment? The equipment that's in the, the house. The equipment we manufacture is okay. in the home. Okay. Yeah, our our equipment that goes in the home lasts average of at least twenty years normally. Okay. But that loop lasts forever. So when the equipment does need to be replaced, it's end of its life. You're not investing in the whole system again. Right. The most expensive part is done and done forever. It's already in. It there. will last as long as the building's there. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. That's what people want. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, we've appreciated this. Did you have any more questions? You- uh, I don't. I just wish I had a bigger space to put a. I know. In, I know. They'd have to tear up all of downtown, yeah. maybe, or right out there in front of Dairy Well, we Queen. could talk to the city about taking out 2nd yeah. Street here. They yeah, can yeah, repave it later. That's no problem. <laughs> it wouldn't take us long. Yeah, you guys can do it in like a yeah, day, we'll right? Tell, just tell mm-hmm. Dave, we'll just do one side at a time. You know, no one problem. One at a time. No problem. Yeah. Go out, yeah, the alley maybe we do. There you go. Yeah, out there. <laughs> Yeah, and we wanted to thank you too. Um, you you guys have partnered up with our Experience First teams a couple of times, I believe, um, working with the the kids at the the university for the the projects. So that's oh uh, yeah, exactly. We've we've worked with the 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 you know the business school, the marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, kids came out and did some projects with us. Um, we've done a water quality analysis that the college also did, and. That was, that's a very big project that most, you know, again, it's not anyone would make a headline, but in water, we're, we're geothermal, but we're considered water source equipment. Okay. So all of your, all of your, um, buildings in, in, uh, in the cities, any city, anywhere, or condos mm-hmm. is all water source with a cooling tower 
or you tie it to geothermal. Either way, it can be our equipment. And water quality is such an issue today with different chemicals, with different uh, byproducts, with all the things. that There's things in water today that wasn't here 35 oh, years ago. Oh, that's true. And I, I was a naysayer of that, and I am no longer. There, there are, you know, you'll find sulfur, you'll find ammonia, and there are things that attack our, what we call our exchangers, and mm-hmm. they will fail prematurely. We know it wasn't a bad component, and the water did it, and the university has been working with us on something that is industry-wide that will be used in other places, not just, not just you know, with the university here and Intertech together. That's something that can be used, um, you know, across the country. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very neat stuff. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. what they can, <laughs> what they can find out, you know, from the studies that they do. Yeah, that's great that you could uh, work with them on yeah, that. And, yeah, and and again, it's uh, it's it's great having the, the engineering staff or the you know kids here in in, in Greenville. It's fantastic. Yep. Straight down Elm Street. Yep, yep. straight yep. down Elm yep. Street. <laughs> well, thanks again, Steve, and thank you, Mallory, for for bringing Steve in today. Um, thank you for everything you do for Greenville because I know there's a lot more you do, and I know you're yeah. humble about it. So um, we'll leave it at that. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yes, thank you, and thank you for and on the other side, thank you for being a member of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. I've got to say that. We always appreciate your support for that as well. Um, Thanks for being here, Breck. You bet. My pleasure. Thanks, Deloy. Thanks for not giving me too much trouble today. Deloy is... Sometimes he's trouble. Yeah. (laughs) And I want to remind you that the Greenville uh, Smart Podcast is brought to you by the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Greenville University and, of course, Greenville Smart, the Smart Center here at the corner of Main and 2nd. If you'd like to know more about our facility here, please contact me, Elaine, at greenvillesmart.com. And thanks again for listening to the Greenville Smart Podcast.